Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the everyday golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we discuss our daily fantasy and picks for the Safeway Open at Historic Torrey Pines, how to navigate swing changes without losing your shit, and more. Stay tuned after the break. Thanks for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast. I'm once again joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. How was your week this week? Another fine week, my friend. Uh, we got a lot of t- a lot to talk about today. I'm super excited to watch the PGA at uh, you know historic Torrey Pines. A lot has happened there. Um, have you you know had any bets this week? Any action on the game or? Uh, well, I'm going to assume that you're talking golf action. Of course. Um, and yes, yes, I do. So uh, after a week off last week, so no plays last week, I, I put in, uh, what do I got here? I got five guys, or I got four, four guys, that's right. Four guys uh, for top tens. That's that's my kind of theme play for the season. I like that season. bet. It's, it's, so yeah. uh, I went with two kind of underdogs and then two, two chalkier picks, favorite picks. So I'll go with my two favorites. Uh, or chalkier picks, which were Finau at plus 200, uh, which, which looks good, and he's played well here mm-hmm. uh, throughout his career. And then uh, system-wise, I think I'll probably just bet some JM top 10 for every tournament. He, uh, he, he's really good. He's always he's kind of just one of those names that, that disappears around the top 10 of the leaderboard every week, but he seems to be there, and he seems to be in that – Kind of three hundred to five hundred price range, which is a nice little payout. Right. Um, so those are my two favorites, chalkier picks, and mm-hmm. then underdog wise, I went with Max Homa at plus nine hundred to get in the top ten. Mm-hmm. He played well uh, his last outing last week, and then he played well here last season or last yes. year, and then uh, he's been on the rise the last couple weeks too. He's yeah, gotten he's better good, each week. Good, good player. And 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 then um, a couple weeks ago, we remember that I was mad when my guy, my guy, my favorite golfer Harry Higgs was in the tournament. I didn't take him. At- yes. So Harry Higgs, I got at plus fourteen hundred. Higgs finished in the top ten of this tournament. I think he finished tied for fifth last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping my man right now. That's the is biggest 5 payout. Forty five on a Friday evening. If I know my man Harry Higgs, why I like him so much, he's probably sipping on a nice Tito's and something. Something. Uh, down there in San Diego, and he's going to get ready. He's just outside of the. He was in the top ten yesterday. He's I think tied for twenty. Probably the last right one to bed, last one up. He's going to be ready to go. Uh, the unbuttoned shirt. Look out for that unbuttoned shirt. Slightly overweight, handsome gentleman, killing it on Saturday and Sunday. Let's go, Harry. I I, I do like the female pick. I don't necessarily think that's chalk. I know that the the odds are that were given. He didn't play that great last week, um, but. Uh, I, I love the M pick, and I love the Homa pick. Um, I did do a DraftKings this week. I picked um, it, the the game I'm playing is just for tomorrow, so it's round three. That's the you know the only um, uh, that that's the round that the the entire bet bet is for on. exactly. So, so tomorrow I'm looking forward to, and I picked two of the same guys that you did. I picked Sung J M and Max Homa. Um, I'm hoping that Sung J M. He's tied for 55th right now. The best golf uh, is ahead of him, 
you know, for tomorrow, especially. He's a guy, like you just said, he's always making top 10. So if he's trying to make a top 10, tomorrow has to be the day that he makes the move, you would think. I, and I feel the, this course, from what we're seeing today, is playing challenging. I feel like he, he also plays better on a challenging course. Yes. Too. Um, I almost didn't even make up any picks this week. I was just going to pick one golfer overall. I was going to pick Rory. Um, I made my picks before they finished today. Uh, and Rory's at 14th. Um, I also, my guy that I told you earlier in, in the podcast, a few a few podcasts ago, who's going to have a good year, Hovland. Breakout year was Victor Hovland. Hovland. He's leading the tournament the right tournament. now. My, um, my breakout year was Rory McIlroy. Yes. Not breakout year, but bold prediction. Right, bold prediction. Was, he was going to dominate. So, it was supposed to be last year. bold of a prediction. No, I know what you mean. But like you said, like last year he was kind of, you know, there's a lot going on in his, in his personal life. This is supposed to be the year that he, you know, puts all that together and has a really good year. And no, and everybody wants Rory to have a good year. Who I see on your DraftKings here uh, on our notes that I like and that I came very close to throwing in was Lanto Griffin. Yeah, um, that's another kind of one of these players that I think you're going to see. There's these guys like him, Sunjay, him, Hovland, Homal. Kind of, they're they're these younger cats that are going to be heard from in tournaments. And I think they're going to be heard from you know, more often than not. Yeah. Um, and especially this year. And, and, and I, right now, kind of the way it's gone, they're, they're, they're on the, the high end of payouts, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we can win some money here on these cats. In the, in the who do you think is going to, like if you had to pick one person to win it all, who would that be? This tournament this week? Yeah. Full disclosure, I haven't watched that much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, goodness. I'll probably, I mean, I'm going to take a, a, a chalkier answer. You look at the leaderboard, right? I see Rom, Finau, Lanto. Uh, I like, it, there's a couple things. Like we were talking before we went on air. Look out for Alex Norn. He almost won here multiple times. Dude has game and he's kind of one of those dudes that flip-flops from Euro to the right. PGA and doesn't get that much traction in the PGA. Yep. Dude, it's still tough. That's the hard part about trying to predict a cup. That's why I'm picking top tens. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sitting here on Friday night, and I still don't. I got we have you know half the round, and I still don't know who who is gonna win this thing. If I'm gonna pick someone, shit, I'll 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 take the chalkier pick. I think John Rom. That's a good pick. I mean, he even said yesterday he, that he's he won he, this last year, right? Did he win it last year? I'm pretty sure he okay, won Okay, that makes year. sense. And he, he he has new clubs and everything like that. And he was interviewed after the round, uh, I believe it was today. And he was like, I'm the, I'm the guy to beat out here. And, um, you know, somebody that's playing like that with a whole new set of clubs. Um, and, and John Rahm doesn't mince words. He's the type of guy who's very, very straightforward. He's uh, finished tournaments. He's yeah. finished tournaments. I mean, I really like watching him play. If I had to pick somebody, like I said, I picked McElroy to win this tournament before I even had a DraftKings lineup. My DraftKings lineup is just for tomorrow's round, and I think I, I picked... Where I picked, do you... I, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, where do you think your boy Hovland's going to finish? So, I don't know if he's going to win it. Um, I picked him in my DraftKings today when he was still like well out of the lead. Um, he is one of my uh, picks for this entire season to have... Uh, a breakout year and so i'm not surprised that he's leading this tournament alone right now uh, i picked roy McIlroy to win it i picked sanjay uh sanjay m hovland taylor gooch max homa and lanto griffin um i think that first of all sanjay m at 
He's he's tied for 55th, barely making the cut. Yeah, so you're buying low. I'm buying, buying low on him for one, but here's the thing is, you know, this game is only for tomorrow's round on Saturday. Saturday's moving day, so he's got to make a move. Exactly, and you you said it yourself. He's a guy who finishes in the top 10 surprisingly a lot. And uh, he's really good. Um I love watching him play. It's super he's super steady. Um so I think that he's a good chance to go low tomorrow. I'm hoping, you know, 5 under at least. That would really help my team. Uh, I got Rory. He's tied for 14th right now, who I picked to win it. So I'm thinking that he's going to go low again yeah, tomorrow. I'm going to say your winner comes from this tied uh, from this minus six to minus four spot. Right That's now. what I kept picking all day. So that the majority of, of my picks when I started picking them today were that's the spot that they were at. You can see Lonto Griffin, Hovland, uh, you know, those guys moved into the top one, two so, spots. Hovland, for me, is a, a tough bet, kind of like Matt Wolf. Um, and it's it's interesting because both these guys kind of they play similar games um, and they went to the same school, Oklahoma State, the powerhouse. But I question those guys' ability around the green as youngsters. For and, Hovland, and, that is exactly and, his weakness. And, it, it, and if you're talking, not, you know, I'm just... I, I'm fans of the guys. I like any youngsters coming mm-hmm. up, right? Um, but if you're talking betting and you want to put money on on it, that to me, right? If you're not good around the greens, it's you know I'm a big college basketball gambler. It's like betting on a betting on a team to win a bet in college basketball that's a poor free throw shooting team. Yeah. Uh, so I my kind of like standard for college hoop, I say if, if you don't shoot fifty or seventy percent from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Chances are I'm not going to bet you. Um, so you're, so saying, like you're I, basically saying I like to look at I like to look at I'm kind of like making a parallel of the two. I like to look at guys and especially younger guys how they play around the greens mm-hmm. and and see what they're you know and 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 that's a big difference maker for me. Um, and I, I I don't know I'm, I'm now I'm piecing it. I think I watched Matt Wolf last week hit a couple just very. Chips that almost looked like you or I could have hit. Out yeah, there, you know? I saw him struggling around the green multiple he times. He looked like yesterday. he was thinking yes. too much uh, around the green, but it's you know it's similar. It's like a free th- a free throw is a free throw, right? But right. We LeBron James went through the free throw yips last year, so yep. it's something that can be very easy, but that can provide huge uh, negative dividends in your in your game if, if it's not there. So I, that's where I think Hovland might find some trouble, and I don't. I'm, I'm questioning that's been his, his biggest weakness thus far in his game um so hopefully you know he's improved upon that i mean he's he's leading the tournament at tory pines where your, your short game actually has to be pretty good um you know it, it's long it's difficult and today's conditions were so different from yesterday yesterday was like sunshine and well, rainbows. yeah and, and these these two first two days on this tournament are on two separate courses too. that's right so, so you, you gotta, you gotta think gotta, of where you get the north course where you get the south course and the south I've, course is harder, right? So if you got the south course today, that's going to be really fucking hard. I've only hard. played Torrey Pines North. I've played. I've never mm-hmm. played the south. Um, that's where we're probably going to play from a bachelor party. North North was hard. Uh, it was a day kind of like today. I didn't. We were. That's a coastal course, and and uh, man, I think we saw the the coast on like hole seventeen. So it was so foggy and dense. Reminds us a lot of remind me a lot of city golf and Santa right. Cruz golf. Uh, 
Have you seen any of the uh, the coverage of the game? So basically, oh, I've watched a little bit. I haven't caught some of the new views. Yeah, that's what I want to like ask a super you. Super HD swing, right? Yep. Um, and it kind of like zooms in and like follows the ball a little bit from behind them or whatever. And they promised us like some new some new looks. And I really liked it because um, it, it it is really cool to see that. I prefer the shot tracer because people get to respect like what they're doing with the golf ball when they're taking their shots. I um, love I love shot tracer in combo with COVID. Not that I love the COVID situation, but I right. love listening to them talk to their caddies and talk out a shot. And then with shot tracer, you can actually see them hit Executed. that shot. Right. 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 And. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I think for any amateur golfer, that's it's, it's a huge plus to listen to these guys kind of talk through their shot because you know instantly we just assume oh he's just picking like the longest club that he you know yeah distance. There's and, never there's never a circumstance where you and I are like okay I'm gonna do like this X Y and Z you know oh the you know the barometric pressure in the in the atmosphere right now is X Y and Z I need I need a little right to left uh, draw here uh, blah 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 that never happens. We're just like, all right, we have how far is the distance? You know, we're just gonna hit it. We're just it's gonna over hit two hundred. I'm just gonna grab a long iron and yeah. swing as hard as, as I can. Hard as I can. Hope, hope and these guys, and these on. guys are like super finesse. Like, oh well, if I hit a if I hit a fade here, you know, it's gonna go a little bit shorter. So I'm I'm gonna be able to dial it in at, at this yardage. You know what I mean? Um, so watching and hearing that type of stuff, that's what everybody wants. Like, it's it's very. It, cool. it annoys me that. That the coverage of, of golf, it people think, or at least the networks think that cover it, that people want like the simple answers and like they the, don't have a clue. They, they have, have a clue. People who watch golf want to know all that type of stuff because nobody watches golf that doesn't have a unless Tiger's playing. Like you know, everyone's watching that, well, wanting dude, to know that type of I stuff. I mean, th- look to to last week. This was a big deal for the LPGA, the final round. They're showing the pro-ams that are on there more than they're showing the LPGA players on there. And meanwhile, you have Jessica Quarter who just shot a 60 yeah, that's on bullshit. Saturday. And they're hardly showing her shots. Her like They're they're clueless in how to cover uh, some of this stuff, I think. Yep, um, I, I totally agree. And watching the women, we've talked about this multiple times. Love watching the women play because that's, that's a more... Is a sweeter swing, in my opinion, um, and that's more of the game that most people play in terms of like they, when they go out there and play, uh, it's all about fundamentals and the way that they execute uh, throughout I mean, the day. Yeah, I love watching, and I love driver, watching. Yeah, you probably if you're an amateur golfer and you're a good driver of the ball, you're probably pumping it two fifty to two seventy five and consistent with that, and that's an LPGA player's distance, right? That's like, right. Like, uh but yeah. Other, other than that, I think that the uh, the new angles and camera, uh, you know, the camera work that they're doing is really good for the game. I can't wait to see that if they apply that to a major. Um, I think that's what they they owe the the fan because for too long it's just been, you know, your standard like oh, you see the swing and then you watch the ball fly through the air. You have no you idea. You have no an idea of it just landing. Yeah, so you, you have, have no, no idea. idea whether this guy just. Bent it over or something, or yeah, yep, yep agreed, hundred percent agreed. Let's go PGA, step it up. Yeah, one thing I, I wanted to ask you about actually is I know that you've have been struggling um, on your own personal swing, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm actually asking. I, I want to know, 
you know, what made you decide to change anything in your swing? And another thing I want to know is like, what are your goals from okay, this so change? Merely a month ago or a little over a month ago, we sat here and I said, I think I can strike the ball well. I'm not too worried. I'm going to focus my short game, et cetera, et cetera. Um, man, I don't know. Pebble Beach started this. I felt going into that round, I felt like I, I never hit my driver better than, than, than I could have. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I just totally shit the bed. It leaked into a round last weekend that we'll talk about, but that is a very inconsistent club for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I've, I've come to notice I think I've got a pretty strong idea where the inconsistency goes. And I don't take the same swing with my driver as I do with my irons. You're not supposed to. I, with, within reason, though, right? So, right. so, so for me, here's, what, here's where, where, where I'm, I'm trying to – I'll tell you what I'm trying to do in my swing, right? And I, I don't – this isn't an issue in my, my irons as much. But I'm trying to get down a little bit lower in, in my stance because I'm – a little more of an upright swinger. Mm-hmm. And when I swing my driver, I'm really upright. You used to be so, super flat, by the way. I know. I know. And so I, that's why I liked going upright because I felt like it would get me to be a little more vertical with my swing. But what happens with that is I've, I've noticed in like just videos, when I hit a driver, my hands are way up and out in front of me. Mm-hmm. And when I hit an iron, my hands are low and kind of hanging free and by my legs. Okay. With, with a driver, they're, they're, I've got a plank, you know, a right. a grip of space between my body and my hands, mm-hmm. which all that is just, just, that's how I can, that's why my driver is so inconsistent. And, and, and so I've finally pebble the, these last few rounds because I've done this millions of times. I felt like I could, I can hit my driver, I'm hitting it on the screw, all this. And then, and then I just go out and completely shit the bed with that club. And I know my irons are good. I have no reason. There's no re. I have. I spent a grip of money on my fucking driver. I have a Ventus shaft. A, a person with one arm can hit a fairway with a Ventus <laughs> shaft, and I'm out there missing fairways. Right. So, it, it it's, it's not the equipment. It's it's just that swing, and it's weird because I don't know that I do it, but I, I do. I, my hands get so out in front of me. You sort of reach out a little bit more. I reach out and I get, and it's just. There's so much room for air. And it's, it's crazy because I don't really do it with my irons that much, right? Mm-hmm. So what, I've been, what I'm trying to do is, is uh, get, get myself a little more set up where my arms hang freely with my driver. Uh, I'm trying to set up close to my, my lead leg and mm-hmm. feel almost like that, like a trigger. And then just go from there. Right, I was doing too much, thinking too much on it. It's weird because, it, and it took me videotaping myself because I was looking at myself hitting iron shots and trying to sink a little lower into my stance for, for my iron takeaways. And I was fine because I don't do it with my irons. Uh, and so, right, you know, standing up, you can't see this on a podcast, but being here versus being here, right, and, and, and relaxed. And there's so, more. There's more power when you're extended, so you feel like you need to do that when you're driving, right? You put your arms out a little bit further. Yeah, right? yeah, and and it's just uh, I'll always be I'll always be my goal for the year is is to break eighty. Right, that was the goal for last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like with that swing, I'll always be you know, flirting with breaking 80 and then the next week I'll go out and post a, a, a 95 or something. Right. Um, because it, 
I'm just I'm tired of trying. I'm tired of that route. It hasn't right. worked. I thought it. I thought I could make it work. I thought I was you know athletic enough or flexible enough to to get back on plane. It's just mm. too much room for error, and I'm right. too good of a, a striker with my middle irons to let my my tee shots just ruin my game. Like right. That. Um. So. Man, it's been a rough few days, a rough week. And like I said, the pebble round kind of exposed me to that because I, I, I never felt so confident off the tee going into right. that round. And then, well, I, I, was, I mean, it's pebble, dude. So, like, it's going to humble no, it's gonna no, humble you with with nerves. No, I understand that. I understand that. But I, I had some couple different nervous habits that I, I would do, too. Uh, and I think you've seen me fidget with my club head and dick around, right? And So, so you, did you change your I've, grip? I've changed my grip. I've gone a little bit to a weaker trail hand grip. So I'm trying to get much more... I'm lefty, so I don't want to screw everyone up. I'm trying to let my, my, my left hand relax a little bit under the club some more. Um, and then I'm just trying to stay... I'm trying to get my chest over again. I don't do this with my irons as much. I'm trying to get my chest over the ball and stay with my chest over the ball. And when I'm when I swing a driver, I don't do that. Uh, I'm back behind it. And that sounds that sounds a lot like what I had to go through. So too. my biggest issue, we, we looking at each other, is I extend early off the ball, mm -hmm. and so I need to get my use my lower half more to my strength um yep and so the grip change i felt pretty good with right mm -hmm. um, but i i've the the, the past couple of weeks these the past two rounds i've played i'm losing everything left and i i thought it might be the grip change it's, it, i don't you know i got caught in between two swings with the driver essentially which is not a fun place to be um but the idea here, I'm no longer, I'm not going to extend early and I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm working on setup and takeaway, okay. essentially. Um, and so uh, what you have on here, and I'll, I'll let you kind of segue this, or I'll segue this to you and let you take over after I say this, is feel is not real, right? And, right. And that's so, you got to almost think about what you're, you're saying when you're doing that, when you're practicing your feels. So like I was grinding, trying to keep these hands low and I'm just cutting through my driver, skying everything. I'm like, oh no, this is right. I I think I had the shaft length too low. Mm -hmm. You know, almost like I was hitting like a bunker shot where you really right. drop your shaft. And yep. So I I remember feel not real. Get in between those two. Get in right. between my old one, the new feel. And then I started smoking some balls today and got the like the aha moment at least off the tee. Um, Again, when I when I do this with my irons, I feel fine. Right. Um, but it's trying to. It's two things for me. It's getting my sternum over the ball, keeping my sternum over the ball, and then just keeping my posture. Yeah. Um, and I don't think people realize, you know, there there's many ways to lose your posture in the swing, right? Sway, slide, etc. But I don't think many people realize how much extending early off the ball and for. That means just falling off the ball. So if you don't yep. know what an early extension is, look at a video of yourself. You'll open learn. up paint, draw a straight line from where your butt is when you take when you start your swing. Mm -hmm. And if you don't stay on that line, you're extending early. Exactly. It just, then it just makes sense why you're so inconsistent. So yep. yeah, I want to flip this to you. I'm embracing the suck right now. I suck 
at golf right now. I'm embracing it. Um, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It may, it's I have been to, there. It's tough I have been to there. not want to go back to your old swing and think, but... And so, so trying to get better. But I'm tired. I'm tired of, I want to break 80. I know that I've gone as far as I can with that, like, approach off the tee and that driver swing, because yep. that's going to take me. Um, so I'm ready. I'm embracing the suck. What what tips do you got for someone that's in the midst of changing their swing, and, and what, do you, what do you got for me? Well, as you know... I went through a complete swing change about two years ago. And uh, the the hardest thing for me when I went through that was uh, I was a flipper. So I would flip my hands through the golf shot no matter what the uh, shot called for. So if it was a, a driver, if it was a wedge, middle iron, long iron, you know, uh, I was flipping my hands through that. It took me a really long time to break that habit um the drills that i got to to compete with that were the towel drill where you put it you put your golf towel under your armpits and you just try to hit like low shots yep and so if you try to hit those low shots people think like oh i need to hit this, these low shots to like hit it right no your hands are naturally going to rotate and and flip so if your focus is on hitting it low it's going to come out normal because that's feel Versus real. The feel should be like you're trying to hit the lowest possible shot with your low irons. And then the real thing is when you actually go to put it into uh, your game, it comes out more normal. Yes. It comes out like a normal ball fly, but you make, but you hit the ball first, it's, it's compressed, and it comes out expected. Um, and the second thing was the posture like you just said. For myself, early extension is the biggest problem I've ever had uh when I try to go swing um when I had the early extension problem what I was doing is I was I was standing up and I would uh as I'm going down towards the ball to strike it I would stand up because I would think that oh if I don't stand up it's gonna be a chunk shot or I want to make sure I lift it like I was, it was all this artificial lifting of the ball so once I learned that staying down on it and hitting down on it, first of all, it's it's much better on your back. Um, as somebody who has a, a series of back issues, it's been the best thing I've ever learned because I, I hit the ball half as hard and it goes just as far or a little bit farther. Um, so that, those are the two things that I focused on. Um, and so when I, once I got those two things down, I realized, okay, I don't have to swing hard. I don't have to be uh, perfect on my, on my swing in order to, um, you know, hit the ball far with, 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 you know, a good amount of spin. Yeah. So, and I feel that's the, the biggest thing that I did was make sure that I was, you know, focusing on ball first contact without flipping, because when I was flipping, that's when it gets all that's extra time and you don't need to add to your golf swing. Yeah, so for me, like I, I'm, I'm focused on the my setup posture, the initial move of my takeaway, um, and then from there, I think I'm fine for the most part. You uh, watch JT; he focuses on his takeaway every every so, pre-swing. So today at the range, I was taking my trail hand, putting it on the outside of my lead hand, and pulling my lead hand across so that I was pulling outside. But that's where that feel becomes real, ver right. or feel versus real, right? right? Because 
you want to feel you're taking it out there, but you're actually not taking your club out right. there, right? You take way outside like that, like I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to just cut across the face and hit more of a, a fade, right? Yep. Um, but that, again, that's kind of where you got to just understand your own body and, and dive into it. But here's the question I have for you uh, as someone that was, you know, golf stinks, and especially when you're trying to change your swing up. Uh, I went to the range yesterday. I was ready to almost throw my clubs. I texted <laughs> you. I asked if you knew any lefties that wanted some nice clubs because I'm selling them. Yep. They're on I, the market. I looked today, in. I looked today, in. Uh, got through the initial grind and actually got through to you know a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel a little <laughs> bit. And, and, and it took me stepping back and kind of realizing like the feel versus real – type of situation right. that I was kind of over exaggerating what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you stick, how do you stick with it during mm-hmm. a swing change? You know, what's, what's your, again, I've seen you come through the, the light here, right. the swing change, but how do you keep your mental game there? And, and what, what are the steps on that? So um, when you're going through a massive swing change like that, one thing that you should focus on is making sure that your short game is good because you're obviously not going to be hitting fairways or greens um, while you're going through a change like that because, um, you know, you're not confident in what you're doing. Yeah. So if you, your short game's on point, that could really bail you out. And that's really the only thing that bailed me out when I was going through that's, it myself. That's, that's the only thing that you could say from the round that I played last Sunday. <laughs> that's the only thing that you could say, like, oh, man, you could watch me and be like, damn, that guy actually golfs on the reg and is got some skill yeah because if you watch me hit a long iron or a driver on mm-hmm. sunday shit boy that's what i thought so <laughs> what i was lucky when i went through the the change um i had a uh, a golf tech subscription and so i can go in there by myself not around a bunch of people so i can shank a thousand shots or just you know not like just be terrible out there so there's a lot less pressure to where I can focus on really selling out on the new move that I'm working on. Um, and then I also make sure that I don't give in to the temptation as much as I can, unless it's like, you know, we're on hole eight, nine, ten, and it's not working. I'll get I'll resist the temptation to give in to going back to what I used to That's do. what's toughest, right? When you're caught right. in between two things and you know, you want to go back to the old way. That's what's Yeah. So that's when you call your boys up and like, hey, this that's, is that's, this, this is just a this is a fun round. Let's go let's go play some dog tracks, and that's where you work out. Yeah, your, your that's swing. no because that spot is as someone that was there on Sunday. That spot is nowhere to be on a golf course. When yeah, you're, it, when you're trying to do two different things, you don't want to be playing a nice course or a course. You look a course like an asshole. Yeah, you're, um, that you're that you're really looking forward to um, when you're working on shit like. Yeah, you can work on like little tiny things, whatever. But if you're really working on like your swing, swing, don't don't have any expectations. And that's one thing that too that I've I've learned over time is the lower the expectations, I feel the better I play. I mean, that's so, basically any of my best. You're not gonna like you, this new swing change, and especially working on things like grip. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's gonna it's take a long. There's ass a couple things time. that I do that are very uncomfortable. Um, I think at the end of the day, as a friend that plays with me a lot, you'd probably be more happy to not see me fidget so much around tees and stuff. I'm trying to, I'm trying to set up around the club versus the other way around. 
which I think is a very set up uh, around the ball, the target yeah, line. Well, yes, and allow my club to set up around it. Right, right, exactly. Where previously, like I was fucking just fidgeting my shit. You know, and, the, the question I have, the, the the I've been waiting to ask you this all day. I want to know what made you decide to change your swing. Like what? Because we've we had a great year, especially you and I playing team golf. We this did. Past year. We did. My okay. So it's my irons aren't my issue. I don't. I feel really good with my iron striking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I strike my irons bad. Typically, when I play bad with my irons, it's my driver that's 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 leaking into my iron play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like you said, set your expectations lower a little bit. Probably helps too. Yeah. Uh, because at the end of the day, I'm not hitting. A thousand golf balls every day so i can't expect to just you know what i mean go out there and all of a sudden start nutting it uh but i want to i want to i want to be consistently in like the low 80s and be breaking Mm -hmm. 80 and and from when i look at my stats my short game is cool my putting can be better but around the greens i'm not killing myself when I leave my, if I look at my best rounds, they're all rounds that I drove the ball very well. Yep. Because I can strike the ball very well from yes. a fairway. Uh, and 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 so yes, you can. It's just it's figuring that out, and then it's I just I don't Avery help Avery told me, but it's not him. It was so like playing at Pebble. Uh, our our good friend Gary Gann, he was like, yeah, he just looks a little. When he goes to his driver, he looks. He, his hands get out front, and I just create more space. And it's just something I've always done. Is to I don't know. It's felt more comfortable, right? And so, and I've always thought I can get away with it. But yeah, dude. At the end of the day, I want to I want to post scores where you're at, right? And so I need to build. I need to build consistency. You know right. what I noticed today? For probably the first, which sounds crazy for as long as I've been playing golf now, and we've. I think I figured out like finally like a setup routine that I'm gonna repeat. My setup all is always changing. Yes, dude, I, I've said the same thing. I've uh, uh, when, when I got my like year and a half there where I was getting lessons all the time. That was the one thing I was focusing on was like I feel like I just don't like I don't set up to the ball the same way every time and, and like it's easy well, in dude, a, I, it's easy at a driving range stall because you have all these squares right around you. I feel like when I when I go to play golf. If I have an an angle that I'm not comfortable with, I it screws me up. And so, uh, learning how to but set your up, setup can be the the anchor. That's that. that's and what I'm you saying. Can move around it once and, you like you can look down at the ball and you don't have don't even pay attention to where anything else is. You pay attention to the lie and the way that your body is responding to that yep, lie. Yep, yep, yep. And that guarantees you more consistency. So, so it's and I tell it to you. Like I tell tell it to my clients, but like like to you when I'm trying to teach you guys how to 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 lift, right? I always tell mm-hmm. you, hey man, chill, reset your rep, and look at your feet. Yes. Look at your feet, see your setup, right? To make sure you're all lined up. So you know what a so you know what a I haven't been doing that for years. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's it's so applicable too because it it you're uh, essentially programming yourself to know what a correct lift or in this case a swing feels like. And if you if you're not setting up the same way over and over and over and over again, then you're not going to build muscle yeah. uh, any muscle memory. No, no muscle just, memory. Yeah, yeah. And and that is so important. Most of the people who are are di- are diving into golf right now, they're ex athletes at some other sport, and so you know how to build muscle memory. 
Um, but when you're not sitting, it's like towing the mound differently. It's just so overlooked. All of a sudden, you're a drop step guy on the block, even though no one plays basketball on the block anymore. No. And now you're 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 pivoting, right? And so it's right. it's, it's, it's or it's, if you're a baseball player, where you know you open up, you sit there with, a, with an open stance or a closed stance, or whatever whatever your thing is, like you set up the same way every time. It should be the same way for for uh, for golf, and you're not the ball isn't moving; it's just sitting there. Oh, there's times where I don't, you know, I don't even pay attention to my setup, which is crazy. Me too. Uh, it's usually after I've had a bunch of cocktails. I mean, yeah, those are you know rounds that we're posting and stuff, but but still, right? It's the more you get in the habit of doing that, the more inclined you are to do that at that point in time too. Um, so yeah, dude, that was the justification for the swing change. Like I said. I was Did, just on here a month ago talking about how I didn't think I need to work on the ball <laughs> striking and all this. Uh, so, so obviously, then you played recently, and like you were, you, you decided right, so you needed to played, change this. We played Rancho Solano on Sunday. Uh, my Where mom is that? Vacaville. It's, it's in Vacaville. My mom told me not to cuss on this podcast as much, so I'm gonna try to be mindful of that. <laughs> it was fucking cold as shit. <laughs> it was fucking freezing. I forgot how cold it is out there in Vacaville. Um, the closer the value me gets. And, me and Dimitri, first off, shout out to Kyle Kenyon and Parker. They kicked our ass. I won me and Dimitri two holes at best. Dimitri barely showed up. God bless him. He showed up the last time we played. We played like shit. Uh, I was in between driver swings, and so... I managed, I got through the front nine and played decent golf, part a few holes, won us a couple holes. Uh, but eventually my poor driver swing and my frustrations with it and just just got the best of me. And I, I played probably the worst I've played in a long time, maybe a year uh, <laughs> through the back nine. So that was what prompted the swing gotcha. change. I, I told these gentlemen that I was done. I was going to take a week, a month long break. <laughs> was the uh, the course flat for the most part? The course is cool. Rancho Salon was a cool course. Totally opposite of 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 playing Pebble. Um, long. So it was like three greens in one. Incredible greens. Incredibly long greens. Very cool course. I I, nice. was, I, I think we should go there and play there. Um, but. Yeah, it was just a grind, and then you know Parker Kenyon played great. Uh, I can't these wait. Guys, these guys, one of if Kenyon shot an eighty-two, so he fucking played great. If, Parker, if Kyle, Kenyon, these guys are trying to get strokes on every hole. If Kyle ever hears this, um, I definitely want to play with him one time. Like I just, I, I love his competitiveness, um, and the fact that he came back after we absolutely destroyed him at Poppy Ridge. You know, he wasn't playing that well then. I'm excited to you know know that he's he's no, playing well, well yeah. now. And in the in the Stockton Boys series, me and Kenyon destroyed Parker. Of course, if you if you and Kyle played at the Stockton in and the then Stockton me and Boys Dimitri track, destroyed Parker and Kenyon. Uh, now credit. These guys have played this course, Kenyon and Parker, they've played this course like six, seven times. So they were all over flag sticks. Uh, which, you know what, for me, I was playing terribly. So, like, I was having to, I was greenside, I didn't hit that many greens, but they were long greens. So I had a blast just on my short game, like, yeah. trying to hole out shots. Yeah. Um, so I had fun doing that. I hit a ridiculous flop shot. Um, I mean, I, I think I must have hit this thing up 70 feet in the air, dude. 
these guys didn't know. I'll tell you about this. <laughs> these guys. So I, I bladed a bunker shot from like, I don't know. It's caught in that, in that green side fairway distance where mm-hmm. you're like 70 yards. Bladed that thing way over, got caught on a back hill live. Uh, got caught in some very thick stuff. That's the only reason it kept my ball up. <laughs> and so these guys, they're, they're playing on the green, right? I got all these trees. I'm like, ah. I figured I was like, I'll just, I'm going to hit, I'm going to pull my 60 out. It's an uphill line. I'm going to hit way under this. I probably should like let someone know that I'm hitting this, but I don't think I'm going to hit anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I nuke this thing. It goes straight up in the air, goes all over these trees, comes right down. And I could hear these fools like, oh, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> I was like, hey, fellas. Kenny goes, dude, that thing came from so high. He goes, it probably couldn't even hurt someone if it fucking hit them. It was like, like a, it, it fluttered. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was dropping, but, um, that's a very cool course. I think we should play it. How'd your round go over the weekend? We're playing some sledgy golf here. I'm dude. ready to say cancel February. I'm just going to work on the game. I was just we'll going to say, did, did it rain on you when you played or no? No, we got out of there just before the rain. It rained on me the entire time when I drove home. We got there at, so my round was at 740. And uh, the last time I played Tilden, the fog didn't lift until 10. So I, I was just hitting shots into the abyss. Um, I will say, uh, I actually played really well out there in the sloppy conditions. I was very comfortable with my swing for like six holes. Um, I almost aced, uh, what is it, five out there at Tilden, that little short. Um, so that downhill... I haven't played that course in so long. It has long. to be five or four. Anyway, it's the first par three. Okay. I know and what you're talking about. Yes. And so it's off. Of, so the way it Tilden, goes into all the, like, like the forest, right? Yes. And so the, the, the tee box is one single golf mat, like a, like a driving range mat. Yes. It's that, that yep. it's that sloppy out there, bro. So we go out there. Oh, it's that bad. And, um, I'm actually playing, so the hole before that, um, I hit off to the right and I hit a really good approach shot into the into the green on three. And what happened was it caught a branch and it rolled towards the tree. Like the branch like literally like caught it like an NFL receiver and then distributed it at the trunk of the tree. So I double bogeyed that. And then the next hole was the par three. I almost fucking aced it. I was 18 inches from it. Uh, the the ball landed eight inches from the hole. Mm. I birdied that. Um, and then we played a couple more holes. I par, par. And then I get to the, literally the easiest hole in the course. It's a 275-yard par four. Okay. What'd you pull out off the tee? Driver. Of Fuck. I mean, come on, man. It's now, crazy. Now, your... That is silly for you, even even like when you're playing well. If I'm your caddy, because you hit about you hit a three iron better than most people I know. So I'm telling you, what does what does driver get you off the tee there? You got to hit a three iron there. A brother. chance at glory. That's what it gives you. <laughs> all right, all right. And so I went up to that tee on the easiest hole in the golf course, literally the easiest handicap. And I put two drives <laughs> into the hazard with a sharp, the sharpest of the fades. Hooks? Oh no, fades! 
Unfamiliar. Yes. <laughs> Sharpest of slices, fades, whatever you want to call it. And then so I take my drop after hitting two slices into the abyss. Then I shank it. <laughs> Shanked it into the same abyss that I just... Uh, uh, I, it's the worst. I was like, all right, well, you know, for handicap purposes, I can only take an eight... So well, I'm dude, just gonna leave. when you're when you're playing in in the muck and mire and and in that type of weather, someone that was playing mm-hmm. that shit at, on Sunday as well, like once you start playing poorly, it just you lose the will to be out there. You're like, come on, what are we doing here? Yo, no, 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 no shit, <laughs> no shit. And so uh, I totally agree. And um, so after that. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" So the next, the next hole was a, a long par three. That's the par three that you, there's usually a guy waiting there, like for a donation of some sort. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. So I'm at that one, and <laughs> I completely shank a four iron in, <laughs> into the right side, but I end up making par. You know why? Because my, my short game was still sharp, and. Uh, so I, I get up there, and after that, the rest, the rest of the the round went really well. Actually, I figured out my drive. Um, I ended with two birdies nice. in a row. Um, the last, the last two were uh, a par five and a par four, and I I clubbed up both times. I'm telling you, when it's that cold outside, just just club up. Yeah, just yep, club up. Yep, yep. yep. So that, that, that's what I did. I. Um, like I said, I had the the par um, that par three early uh, around hole six, hole five. Birdied that one because I almost hold it, and then the last one once I figured out my drive, it wasn't going snap right. So uh, on that one hole, the easiest course or the easiest hole on the entire course was uh, a two hundred seventy five yard par four, and I snap sliced. Two then you snap hooked on the the other one. I lost a whole <laughs> sleeve of balls on one. Fucking the old hole. the old overcorrection. That's right. I'm no stranger to that. <laughs> I I haven't been sitting there on the sidelines just being like waiting for everybody else to just be done with the hole. And I was like, I'm done. You know, I mean, I lost three balls, so like I have like a 16 on this hole. Like what? Yeah, dude, I played I I played terrible Sunday. It is again, it prompted a swing change. Uh, so. <laughs> One thing I'm looking forward to is hopefully playing like a local course around here, like uh, Harding, Fleming, or something like that. You Dude, know, I'm looking forward. I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go play. I I don't think I'm I'm not making that crazy of changes, right? Yeah. I think it's a little more just in my head than anything. I think I'll be fine. Um, where do you Where do you go from here? I go back to the range mm-hmm. tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Grind it the fuck out. Days grind it today i actually felt good and i felt the the combo of feel versus real gotcha. you want to be in between the verses on that you right know what i mean yes like like that makes sense to you, you totally be in between the verses and today I, I figured it out and i i think which sounds this sounds crazy i sound like i feel like i'm an idiot i think i figured out like a consistent setup today that's awesome We'll see. We'll see. That we'll remains see. to be determined. Uh, but you gotta let us know next no, week. I'm ready, how, to, I'm ready to. Hey, hey, I've. You're talking to the guy that was ready to sell his clubs and, yep. and uh, take a month off. I that month off turned into three range trips and a swing change. Uh, 
I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So not a month off. Actually, more investment in the more golf. More grinding. Swing. More yeah, grinding. More grinding. More. More grinding. More. <laughs> um, honestly, that that's my favorite part of golf is going out there and grinding. So I agree. Happy Thank to see you. you going out there and doing it, my man. I think it's going to conclude our podcast this week. Uh, I just can't wait to see the progress you make next week. You gotta let us know. That's a long one. We're gonna. I'm gonna. Sit, I'm gonna post some silky smooth videos. <laughs> Let's go. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Parts Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we discuss our dream golf trips the results from this week's picks, and more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen. Until next time, hit him straight.